What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Life Coach Zach podcast. I'm your host, Zach Rance, certified life coach, certified nutritionist, mental health advocate. I like to bring guests on here that are leaders in their chosen field, whether it's a doctor or nutritionist or maybe just another life coach or spirituality coach. And I'm just grateful for the opportunity that I can share it with you guys. I hope you enjoy. Yeah, thank you. I figured this would be an appropriate podcast to wear my finisher shirt. Very appropriate. <laughs> so that was so that was only your second triathlon ever, right? Second ever. I did Haines City uh, mm-hmm. in April, and then full Ironman in Tulsa. Well, congrats. What? Is, so hold on, real quick, because we can talk about it. On is this started? Is this live? Well, it's recorded, but I'm going to edit it. So. Oh, okay, cool. Well, so what did you think of it? Very hard. Honestly, (laughs) it was one of the best experiences of my my life. I had a lot of anticipation. I was super eager and anxious Uh to do triathlon, and um, it was everything I expected and more. You know, it. Did you like it it more than the half distance? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I did. I did like it more. Do you like the fulls or the halves? Yeah. So I've only done two fulls, and both of my fulls I loved. I and I've done almost too many halves to count. I like the fulls better. Something about it is just. The finish line feels better. I just, yeah, the full distance is my thing. I love it. And I've only done two, so. Now, did you did you expect to qualify for Kona? Yeah. If I if I knew I had, if I knew I had the day I'm capable of, the day I'm fit enough to do, and minus if I didn't get a flat, if nutrition was off, but if I had the day I'm capable of, I 100% expect it to qualify for Kona. Yeah. So what was your, what was your time that you expected to finish at? Uh, sub nine thirty would have been would have been what I think what I think I could have done on that course, but my like which I I did a nine twenty five, but I was really hoping to go sub nine. So in wow. Kona, possibly I could do that. Um, but nine twenty five, I'm very happy with that because the first one was a ten oh three. So I did forty minutes off my first one. <laughs> Super inspirational. You are a beast. Thank you. You really no, are a beast. Thank you. I actually wanted to know. So, how did you get involved with uh, Philip? You just how did you find question. that? <laughs> Great question. So, I'm a certified life coach, and uh-huh. I was working with one of my clients. He wanted to run an eight minute mile. Right. Okay. I'm like, dude, you can run an eight minute mile right now. That's easy. Pretend it's for a million dollars. He ties his shoes. We ended up running a mile together. He ran like an 802, but I ended up running a 555. And I'm like, hey, wow. and I ran, ran a while. I'm like, hey, you know, that was pretty fun. Let me sign up for a race. Uh-huh. I didn't even really know what Ironman was. And this was like August of 2020. So like mid-COVID, the gyms were closed. I live in Florida, so, you know, things were open and stuff. But right. the gym wasn't open at the time. And I was doing a lot of running. And I was never an endurance athlete. But I was like, let me run a race. And I saw Ironman, and it looked pretty intense. And I'm a I'm an all-in type person, you know. I'm like, let's just go big. Let's do I the biggest, most challenging race I can do. Signed up for Ironman. Then I went right to Instagram and I typed in Ironman Coach, right? Like uh-huh. these are hashtags that you use and other people use, right? Yeah, like they work. Yeah. I typed in hashtag Ironman Coach, and Philip was the first person I saw. So I sent him a DM. I said, Hey, just signed up for an Ironman. Uh, wanted to hire a coach. You look like someone I would, you know, vibe with. We jumped on the phone. He had a lot to say and we ended up working together. So, you know, just kind of the stars aligned. That is such a small world because I had no idea. I, I work for Manau, sort of. I coach with Manau 
yeah, I, I, I work, yeah, I coach for them. I, yeah, I work with them. And it was small. He shouted us out and I was like, hold up. And I saw you and I, I'm a huge fan of Big Brother. I watched Big Brother since before it, <laughs> I know, I'm sure you didn't, I don't know if you wanted to talk about that subject. I've applied to be on, well, I applied to be on it once, just once. And I didn't get called back. But anyways, I was like, what? Now you do triathlon? Because I watched your season. I watched all of Anyways. So, mm-hmm. yeah, small world. <laughs> really small world. Small world. So you've been watching Big Brother for a while? Yeah. I love that show. Well, so, yeah. I actually haven't watched it recently. I pretty much stopped. I have not watched it recently. But I, I've applied to be on it. I've applied to be on Survivor once. Actually, just once. Big Brother once and Survivor once. And, um, I was like, wow, that's crazy that, uh, that, yeah. So you're into triathlon now and, um, are you still working with Philip? Yeah. I mean, so right now I am taking the next month off. Yeah. I'm still going to, you know, try to keep my base up, swim a couple days a week, run and bike. But let me tell you something, no, I, I, I'm hurting. Yeah. I'm still hurting. <laughs> it took a lot out of you. It took all, it took everything out of me. I mean, like Philip told you, I crashed on my bike a week before race day. Yeah, so, so I fractured my right wrist. I have a doctor's appointment on Monday to get a cast on it. Still in a lot of pain here. My, I'm in a lot of pain in my groin on my left side and my hip flexor on my right side. Um, my lower back hurts. I have <laughs> scrapes. Like I'm just beat up everywhere, uh-huh. right? So I told Philip, you know, I'm gonna take a break for a month or two. My next Ironman is Cozumel in November. Oh, you're doing um, a full one, another full this year. Yeah, I want to qualify for Kona through the Legacy program, so I got to do 12 Ironmans in the next. But what five if to you? Years. What if you actually got it because of speed? Like you got it because you you won. Did I? I want to say, like, how long have you been training? Like, how long have you been in triathlon now? Less than a year. Uh, I've been in triathlon. I've been training for about eight months. Okay. Well, okay. So you definitely probably would go. Well, I want to say you would go, but you were an athlete beforehand, right? You're built. Yeah. You're, yeah, yeah. Okay. Because I, I, I think I, I, this is looking at you. I feel like there's definitely, um, that you can definitely do it from racing actually. But I guess if you're going to knock them all out and like, I guess, <laughs> I mean, I was just trying to see which one would be faster, but if you're going to knock yeah. them all out, like you're doing two, three a year. Yeah, or, I, feel I like guess qualifying. I feel like qualifying for Kona and running a sub ten hour Ironman, you really got to take it seriously. I mean, just finishing yeah. the race in the first place at sixteen hours and eighteen minutes, I had to take it extremely seriously. I can't even imagine how much more time and how much more energy I would have to put into Ironman oh, to run a sub ten. And I don't think I have the time. I don't think I have the dedication. Uh-huh. I am a very dedicated person, but I have a lot of other goals. And, you know, if I really want to go sub 10 and qualify for Kona, I feel like it would require a lot more intentionality. And I know, you know, I want this to be a good segue into hearing more about your story because, you know, I know you are super dialed in when it comes to triathlon. You put so much time, energy, blood, sweat, tears, you know, sweat equity into everything you do. And it showed and you had incredible results two weeks ago in Tulsa. And... I know that you were covered by a lot of media outlets and the news on your story. So uh-huh. I, wanted to hear, I wanted to hear more about your story, learn more about you and how you went from where you were to where you are now. Yeah, I um, was, uh, I found, so I've been in triathlon for like six years. 
Uh, well, yeah, for six years now. And I grew up in, yeah, Tulsa, Oklahoma. And I went through my entire high school experience. I was, um, got really deep into drugs. I was a drug addict for um, the, like, the better part of eight years. And um, towards, I got, towards the end of high school and going into college, I actually ended up having to go to rehab in Florida um, and, uh, in Florida. And I spent a year in Florida in, uh, a recovery treat, a recovery program, then a, uh, halfway house. And I tried to do the whole, the whole thing. It didn't work. I got, came back to Tulsa worse than before I left. I was at a $500 a day heroin habit. And, um, it, uh, yeah, I got really, really bad until I pretty much had no options. I was going to be homeless it never got, it got to where I was the one who I wanted to get clean because I just couldn't do this anymore. It had been eight years of this. Um, uh, I, yeah, eight years of this. I put my family through hell. I put, um, I was out of money, out of resources, out of, um, out of options. And so I finally went to detox for the, the, again, but this is for the last time it was, I went to detox, um, and so, yeah, so that was like an entire, that was like my entire uh, history. That was not, that was not, I never grew up doing sports. I never, I did one year of swimming in eighth grade. Um, and so then, okay, so I got, so, so then I'm sober. I'm finally sober. I have nothing going for me though. I had no aspirations. No, I literally had, I had no, I was just depressed. I had nothing. I was like, I'm back to square one. I don't have a college degree. I'm at my parents' house. I'm just like, now what? You know, I'm, I'm sober though. But, and so one of the things in recovery is, uh, what happens is to you is, or a lot of people is you gain weight because I was just basically replacing drugs with food. I would eat. I just ate a lot. I got pretty big for me. For me, I got big. Other, I was up to 200 pounds, which is not, or 198 pounds. And so what happened was I hated the way I looked though. Um, like, oh, so this was like four months of getting pretty big and I hated how I looked. I hated going outside. I hated, I just did not, um, I know that's really, it, I know that's like, and so one day I decided like my parents were athletes, like our, we're kind of a, I didn't grow up like we, my parents were athletes. I knew like, I just hate, I just hate the way I looked. So what happened was I, the block right out here, I decided to just go running around the block one day and I could barely make it the block, but I loved it. Like I loved it. Um, I barely made it, but I made it and I just loved it. It was really painful. Um, and I went from like that day, I went from nothing, um, nothing to running 60, 70 mile weeks off of no base. Um, and then, um, my dad, who had been dabbling in triathlon, he was an ultra runner. My mom was a triathlete, suggested instead of just running 60, 70 mile weeks, uh, because he was afraid that I would um, get injured from running, basically running on no base. I mean, that's a lot. That's really high mileage for running from nothing. Um, and I was always like, my shin splints hurt. I lost, I lost 58 pounds in four months, and <laughs> which is a lot. It's like really fast. I, um, uh, was getting anemic because I was actually underweight. And then he suggested go to the lab, go to the max, go to the, the sports physiologist lab because he worked at a clinic. 
and get an actual test, get like a max VO2 test, a a lactate threshold test. And I did it. And with no training, I scored really high on this test, like really high. Um, And uh, then triathlon got brought up and he suggested like go to, he said, we had a bike. I had, I did that one year of swimming in eighth grade anyways. And so I kind of, I got back in the pool and then we signed up for a sprint race. I signed up for a, there's a sprint triathlon in Guthrie, Oklahoma, a town over from here. And I uh, signed up and I came in third overall in it. And I was first out of the water and at that race. And then I decided to do an Olympic distance. You, you know the distances, right? Yeah. And I decided to do an Olympic distance like a few months later. And I won overall on my dad's road bike. And then just, it kind of took off from there. It's been, I hired a coach finally. Uh, it's been six years. And then I went and so, and now I'm like hooked on it. And I started sharing all that on social media. And yeah. So. <laughs> and now you're a world champion qualifier. Yes. And I wanted to say, though, to you, Zach, you broke your hand before your wrist before a very big race. I don't know why this broke. I broke my before 70.3 worlds in 2019 in France. I broke my hand two weeks before it and my hand from a bike crash. And we still made it that you still got it done. Um, That's so it's I was going to say that's just. I know that's hard and you did it and did it hurt at all on the bike or, uh, you know or what? what? It didn't hurt on the bike. Cause I stayed in aero bars pretty much the whole time. Okay. There you go. But yeah. I wasn't going fast. You know what? The, the course was tough. The water was extremely cold. It was raining. There was potholes. There was puddles on the road. Um, which, <laughs> we got a hard day. <laughs> yeah, It was definitely a hard day, but I think because of the puddles, I was able to really take my foot off the gas and just kind of yeah. cruise through the bike course. I mean, my bike time was eight hours and 38 minutes. That's for that's a long that's a long that's ride. A long time on the bike. That, I, I want to get back to your story, and I just want to say I want to yeah. commend you, acknowledge you, tell you Thank that I'm you. proud of you because coming out of addiction is not easy for anyone. I've had my struggles as well from drug addiction, and uh, coming out of a, a low like that is very tough. I did not know that about you. Yeah, you know, it wasn't like I went to rehab or anything, but after Big Brother. Uh, coming out of the show with a ton of Instagram followers and being paid to do club appearances, it really went to my head. And I became a narcissistic, pretentious, egotistical douchebag. And so it was after Big Brother. Right I, after I Big Brother. Like happened, I feel like it happens a lot to a lot of you guys. <laughs> I, yeah, I just heard it does. It, you know, the show doesn't really prepare us for life afterwards. And, and it, it's what you make of it because some people come out with a ton of following, like a large following and a lot of people liking us. And then some of us come out with a lot of people hating us. And, you know, because I had a lot of people that loved me from being on the show, I thought I was famous and I thought I was like super cool. And I thought it was better than other people because I had money coming in from just showing up to places. And I was you know, making five to 10 grand just to show up at a club or show up at a meet and greet and getting paid to do Instagram promotions. And it all went to my head. And then I started spending my money going out, really like binge drinking alcohol, got started doing cocaine and Uh just like smoking a lot of weed and just, you know, not really having aspirations and not really having ambition to create a business or to get better or to work on myself. I thought I made it right. I got money coming in. I got money in the bank. I have followers. Like 
what else do I need? Let's just go out and party because now I'm famous. And um, I hit a very low point in my life too, where I I spent all my money. I spent all, I mean, I got paid 25 grand from Big Brother. I was getting paid $5,000 just to show up at clubs. And I did at least 10 to 15 of those. I was making, you know, four figures to do Instagram posts, right? So like, you know, you would think I'd be able to make a lot of money or somehow leverage that to create some wealth and lost it all. Every single penny of it. Living at my parents' house. I was 25 years old at the time. Um, and I was super, well, how long ago was big brother for you now? Big brother ago? was seven years ago. It was in 2014. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So I want to, I want to put this back on you and just say proud of you. No, I'm actually you. really interested though in this. Yeah. Well, that's, that's basically what, what happened. And I just decided that, you know, let me just get a little better. You know, let me just like read a book or let me just like not get high today. Or let me just like, you know, not go out this weekend. And I was like, let me just be 1% better every single day. So I started waking one up. One step at a time. That's it. One step at a time. Woke up one minute earlier, read one extra page in a book, right? Did one extra rep every set at the gym, right? Started being 1% more conscious about what I'm putting in my body, whether it's food or drinks or whatever. And uh-huh. uh, I fell in love with the process. I fell in love with the journey. I fell in love with personal growth and self-development. Like that's my purpose. My purpose is to learn the most I can about personal growth and self-development and mastering my mind and being conscious because you know, we live in this world of energy and, and the more good vibes we put out, like you, you have such good energy, such positive energy, such amazing, like glow to you that inspires other people, makes other people smile, makes other people laugh, right? You're investing in yourself and that that is in turn making a positive impact on the world, you know, and it makes you, uh-huh. and I, I can only speak for myself, but like things like this makes you feel fulfilled, right? That you're able to inspire people to get into triathlon and inspire me to try to do Kona and qualify fast. Like, so, um, now things are going really well. Uh, you know, the podcast is great. I'm life coaching. I've been in real estate for six years, just completed a freaking Ironman. Like, yeah, this yeah, is forever. Did. This is forever. Right. Like, I don't, you know, I, I have a couple friends that have done it, but this is something to be really proud of. Yeah, it is. And you're going to do 12 and I'm going to do so, 12. I'm going 12 for 12. I'm going 12 for 12. But so that's why I really wanted to, to bring you on the podcast and, I want yeah. to, to, to share your story to my listeners and my followers on YouTube so that, you know, people can be encouraged to sign up for a half marathon, sign up for a marathon, like sign up for a 5K. like anything, sign up for a 5K. Yeah. anything, right? Because uh-huh. it's brought so much value to your life. It's brought so much value to my life. And clearly we are so passionate about it. We just want to scream Iron Man from the mountaintops, right? It's just unreal. Like the, the community it has, the the endorphins after every day, literally every day you can, I guess, get endorphins. In the, you know what I mean? You can. So it's just, yeah. Are you on TikTok, Zach? Okay, so I just started a TikTok. I just started okay. a TikTok. Um, I'm going to, I've been actually posting every day on TikTok for the last like couple weeks. Um, but I know that you're, uh, I don't think so. Let me follow you. Yeah. Follow me. Um, I think, I think you'd be really, what's your, what's your TikTok? It's, um, Zach Rance one. I'm pretty sure. What's yours? Just no Mulkey. Oh, no zero. Yeah. Got it. 
Oh wow, you're about to hit eight hundred thousand, Noel. I'm this close to zip to eight hundred thousand. Wow. And so that's where oh there we go. So you so you yeah, so TikTok is actually what's helping me a lot in terms of like so I got twenty eight thousand people to track me at this race. And eight thousand twenty eight thousand tracked me. You know the Iron Man tracker? Yeah. Yeah, and eight thousand tracked my mom because my mom did it. And so what was interesting was all these people on TikTok, I mean, they've never even heard of an Iron Man. They've never heard of triathlon. It's this whole new demographic of people that it's just like they're interested in what a honey stinger waffle is. They're interested <laughs> in what salt tabs are. And so I just think, anyways, so I wanted you, you should be on it. You just start. I love it. You're bringing, you're bringing so much engagement, so much attention to Iron Man. Yeah, I know. I was like, Iron Man, are you going to give me some free entries? (laughs) (laughs) You have to pay for Kona. Yeah, you have to. And and actually, and so you have to pay on the spot. When you accept your chip or when you accept your slot, you have to pay right then and there. I'll still give it away. Yeah, so. (laughs) And then Kona is going to be an expensive trip because I want to do it right. I want to get there at least a week before and make sure I, I just, cause I want to do really well. Like Kona is the, like, I want to do, I want to do really well. My goal is top 10, uh, top 10 overall age, like top 10 overall age group, not just my age group, all the age groupers. Wow. Like top 10, top 10. just not including yeah. the pros. Basically you want to be in the top 10. Yes. And yeah. Everyone except the pros. Yeah. All right, so let me ask so you, let's just keep that. Let me, let me ask you a couple questions. If, if we're sitting here, when is Kona? October? October 9th. October 9th. So we're sitting here on October 11th and we're doing the part two podcast. Noel's recap of Kona. And you and you ran the best race of your life, okay? What happened that you ran the best race of your life? I That's actually a really good question. I It, it, it comes down – okay, my mind was on point that day. Like my mind was there. It's hard to explain. Like you do this long and I'm, and I'm only – I still consider myself kind of a rookie in triathlon. I'm, I'm only done this six years, but like my mind was on point. It wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't stressed. It wasn't, it didn't feel like my nutrition was on point. My nutrition really, really, I nailed it. Um, I stayed tough the whole day. Is that what you mean? Like, yeah. What yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like what were the, what were the reasons why you did so well? It's I stayed tough the whole day. I didn't let, do anyone else's race. I only did myself my race. Um, and I ran a strong marathon. I know that so this the marathon in Ironman, especially in Hawaii, only nine pros have gone sub three hour marathons in um, uh, Hawaii. It's just a slow, long marathon. Like people, I don't know if you looked at the times for the pros here. They went like like five, like half the field went under eight, sub eight for the full thing. Um, so yeah, so it just. It's my mind. This sport, Zach, is your mind, the whole thing. So um, can you can you try, and I know it's so hard to verbalize your thoughts right now, but yeah, go, yeah, yeah. try to go deeper into your mindset. Like, why was your mind on point? Why is mindset so important in triathlon during race day? So you are just, okay, so let's do, let's do an Ironman for an, or anything. You're, you're by yourself that whole day in your head. Um, you have so many things, like if something – it's all about, it's all about problem solving. Like the whole day you'll go through these huge dips. Like, okay, I'm only 30 miles into the bike. I still have 80 more to go on the bike in a marathon. 
and you get so down and the whole day is just telling yourself like you're it be positive. Like the whole day is just problem solving. It's problem solving. Then, okay. So you're in your low, it's like peaks and valleys and you're in your low and then you get a flat tire or something. Then you get, then you are, you didn't, um, a bottle popped out of your bike or something. It's just the whole day is just figuring out is staying, staying positive. I know that's so simple, yeah. but it's, it's, it's way, it's way easier said than done. Right. Cause there's always something that's going to happen. Like mm-hmm. whether your bottle falls out or you can't get your wetsuit mm-hmm. off or like something's something happens. What happened to you in Tulsa? What was there something like bad that happened to you in Tulsa? The last 80 miles of the bike really, really, I thought I, I thought it was, I was just feeling awful. I was having big, bad stomach, bad stomach cramps, um, which is weird because I never get stomach cramps on the bike. Never. That's like the. I, that's so weird for me to have stomach cramps on the bike. Um, I was. Ha- I had no power heading back into t- Tulsa. Uh, heading back into the T two on the highway. That was a hard stretch. Oh. The, the last. Yeah, oh my gosh. I felt like we were into the wind the whole time. We were just like on yeah. the highway. <laughs> oh my gosh. That was a tough. So I have a question for you. On yeah. your, the end, like, I guess the back of the pack, the, the people who are like, people are really friendly back there. And like, people are talking yep. and having a good time. Like, yep. did you meet people? As Absolutely. You were Absolutely. Yeah. I am a very friendly person. I'm very talkative. And I uh-huh. talk to everyone before the race, during the race. But yes, towards the end of the race, it was like 930. Um, and and I I kept timing like, all right, I just got to do a 12-minute pace. Just got to do a 13-minute pace. I had my, I was staring at my Garmin the whole time because I was mm-hmm. like, I need to finish in under 17 hours. And uh-huh. coming off the bike, I want to reverse a little bit. Coming off the yeah. bike and into the run, I felt so strong. I'm like, I'm going to finish. You know, mile one, mile two, I'm running like a 930. I'm like, let's go. I feel great. I feel great. Then mile six, I'm like, all right. Like my legs are starting to hurt. Mile seven, I'm like, oh, my hip is starting to hurt. Mile eight, I'm like, do I keep running or do I stop? Because, you you know, it comes to a point mentally when you're doing something long. And I know that you're doing it to like race, but I'm just doing it to finish where it's like, like, should I keep running? Like I can if I want to, but like maybe I should just walk. And I think I started walking a little too early. And by mile eight, I was full on walking, but then around like 9.30 PM when I'm at mile like 16, 17, me and like two other guys, we did like the run, walk, run method. And we're like, all right, when we get to that pole, let's just run to the next three cones. You you didn't know these guys. You just met them and you all did it. Yeah. See, that's what's fun about back there and in like marathons. There's like a whole different feel. And like, I totally, and that means you trained, you were trained right. You felt good until about mile six is when- you're like, oh shit, I should have, I should have, uh, I, I don't know. Like that's when it starts getting real. But like you, um, did you think you were going to do, like, did you think you'd be around six, 18, six, 16 hours? Or did you? Yeah. You know, I, because of my wrist injury and because of my hip, I was just like praying that I finish. Okay. Yeah. 16, six out, 16 hours. You were, you said you did 16, 18. Yeah. Long day. <laughs> you weren't. But you weren't, you weren't last. You were just. No, I wasn't like last, last, but out of my age group, I think it was like, cause I'm in 30 to 34. You're in 25 to 30, right? You're in the hardest age group, by the way. Oh, really? The number one hardest Ironman age group because okay. everyone can afford it at that. Most people can afford. Yeah. I'm in 25 to 20 to 30. Okay. But at your age group, most people can afford it. They have a job. 
They have time for training because this sport's obviously super expensive. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you've noticed that. No, it is very – I mean, I probably spend at least 2500 bucks just for this Ironman. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, 800, yeah, it's 800 bucks just to enter. The flight was, you know, 500 bucks. Airbnb was 400 bucks. Food, rented a bike. That was 375 bucks. Oh, you did a rental bike. I did a rental. I have a Trek road bike. It's my grandfather's bike. Um, uh, okay. It needs new wheels. I mean, I need aero wheels. It needs a lot of upgrades for sure. Uh-huh. Um, but it was, it's kind of just like for my first Ironman, I think it was just easier logistically to just rent one it'll be there it'll be tuned up for me you know they'll what did you rent it from race day wheels oh okay it was great so you got an actual tt bike yes i got like tonaru like s7 or something it was a pretty good bike okay. yeah it was a pretty good bike yeah. and, and it rode really well and it was fast so you know it, you, back to the point like it is a very very expensive sport it is it's yeah. so expensive now, did you, what made you pick Tulsa? It was just timing or because Philip was going to be there or? No, so Philip wasn't going to do it. Uh, he had a different yeah. race on the calendar. I started in August, like I'm going to do an Ironman. And the first Ironman in America that wasn't like in the next three months was Tulsa. Yeah. Yeah, it was like, because yeah. you know, August, it was like, all right, there's, you know, Panama City, November, but that was sold out. And then I That's, think the that next. That was my first one. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, so I think like the, the, the first one that I could actually run in 2021 was Tulsa. And I just, you know, I'm someone, I, I like to create urgency around things. Like I'm not the type of person who's like, oh, I'll, let me, let me train first. Let me figure out. No, I literally, when I was like, I want to do an Ironman, I went right to Ironman.com, paid 800 bucks, signed and up for the race, hired a coach, paid my coach, <laughs> bought a TAC-X Flux S2. Like I... I spent, I mean, the, the, that first day I spent two grand that day. And I'm just like, you can go crazy. yeah, I'm like, I'm all in, right? I create yeah. urgency. You know, it's funny. I have a lot of friends that um, are trying to do Ironmans as well. And they've been signed up for them and they keep putting it off and they keep saying they're going to train. And they, they need a coach. You could send them my way, by oh, the way. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> it's just like some people, though, need more than a coach. They need to find their why. Yeah. You know, like, why, oh, like yeah. why do you want to do this? You know, some people just don't have the, the motivation, but if you create urgency, that's why I really encourage people to just sign up for a marathon, sign up for a 5k. Don't start training. Put it on the calendar first. That, then it's on the calendar. Then it's on the money. Pay the money. Have money invested. Yes. <laughs> you need to be invested. Exactly. You have to be uh -huh. invested in it because there's no going back. But no. Um, yeah. You're locked in. You have $800 on the line. If you don't get it, you're out. If you right. Don't, right. So anybody that's listening on the podcast, if you're watching on YouTube, go ahead and follow Noel on Instagram at, at is it Noel Mulkey on Instagram? Yeah. Noel Mulkey on Instagram. No, yes, please. Thank Noel you. Mulkey on Instagram. Ask him anything about Ironman, about coaching. He can be your personal coach. Listen, if you're going to learn from someone, you might as well learn from the best world championship qualifier <laughs> right here. Yeah. <laughs> and then also TikTok. It's a no milk one. No milk zero. No milk zero. Nice. Is there any you're going to love it. You'll get really into it. You'll love it, yeah. I think. You know what? It's you definitely have a TikTok personality. Yeah. And, and back to the Ironman, just to kind of wrap things up. I, I've been an athlete my whole life, lacrosse, golf. Yeah. What did, yeah. So were you a team sport? You played team sport? Yeah. You know, I, I played basketball. I played lacrosse. I played volleyball. 
Um, I played a lot of golf because I live in Florida, and that's like kind of all we do down here is golf right. and go to the beach. And um, I was never really an endurance athlete, but I was fast. But I'm 30 right now. So when I got to like 24 years old and kind of this organized sports were done, I did a couple like recreational intramural type sports with my friends, like kickball, softball. But, you know, I was just weightlifting. And weightlifting isn't very functional. It's not really sustainable long term. You get really tight. You get really stiff. And I started going into yoga more. But for me, Ironman fills that gap because Mm -hmm. it's very functional. It's It's good for mobility. It's good for endurance. It's good for cardiovascular health. Being intentional and dialed in on nutrition is something that has you you cannot overlook so that helped me cultivate more awareness around my diet and my nutrition and i feel stronger i feel like i have higher energy levels more vitality i sleep better so ironman and and goals and priorities change over time but right now i feel like ironman is going to be my life when it comes to my physical exercise. I'm going to swim five days a week. I'm going to bike four days a week. Yeah. I'm going to run three days a week for the rest of my life. And twice a year, and twice a year, I'm going to do 140.6 miles. I'm going to get a freaking medal just like this and be able to brag on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. For life. You caught the bug. So you have the bug. You caught the, <laughs> what they call it? You caught the bug. Uh, and it's, and it's just so, I mean, every day is something different. You can go run, you can go swim, you can go bike, you get to go bike in beautiful places. You can go to training camps. Like you can be, it's, it's very fulfilling. I am glad you're, you're on board yeah. with it Thank you. because a lot of people will never find it. Like they'll never quite understand it. And you do, are you going to do, so now for the legacy program, do you have to do all, uh, do they have to be all different ones or you, can you do this? Like, could you do the same one 12 times? That's a really good question. I should definitely find out that answer. If, <laughs> oh, okay. I'll try to find out if you can help me find out the answer too. That'd be awesome. Yeah. I actually want to go look at that. I sure it's on their website. I think you just, I think the qualifications are, you just have to finish 12 Ironman races and two within the last two years. Oh, okay. So you can't do like, like eight and then take a big long break or something. I think you can take eight and take a long break, but you can't do 10 or 11 and take a long break. Cause I think the, the goal of that, what Ironman is trying to accomplish is getting people that are like recently have done it. Cause like, if you're like 90 years old and you've done 11 Ironman, but you haven't ran six miles in like a year or 10. Uh So. So you, it's kind of, I kind of, you know, I want to get faster. I want to get faster. You know what? Actually, I think, I think you just did something. I'm going to, I'm going to level up my, my fitness. I'm going to level up my training. I'm going to start trying to get faster in the water and get faster on the bike and on the run. And if, and if my next race, I can prove myself in Cozumel, maybe do like sub 14, right. Then I can have more confidence training for Cozumel. You absolutely, you absolutely can go faster in Cozumel than you did here. This was a slow course. And I know that could see the, the run was fast, but the, that bike course is so slow. And I don't, I don't know how, are you sticking with Philip? I don't know if you want to stick with Philip or not. I, I can't say, I can't, but are you, are you coaching? <laughs> I'm just saying there's ways to do it. You could get a better, you could get a fast 70.3 under your belt. You could try to go for a sub to Olympic. Then it gives you the confidence for like, anyways, I don't think it has, you don't have to just resign yourself to the legacy program if you don't want to. I think yeah. just looking at you and what you've, you've been sports your whole life, you probably have it in you to qualify for 
I appreciate that. That That means a lot. Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) Is there anything you want to leave the audience with today? Um, no, just, uh, just, yeah. So I, I think exercise is, I haven't even covered it, but exercise is the best medication in the entire world. I don't think there's really something better that can cure depression, cure anxiety, cure, cure, uh, depression, anxiety, stress, just everything. Go for a run, go try it, go. It's, it's the best medication the world has to offer. Just try it. Tie your shoes and walk out the door. You don't have to run a marathon. You don't have to do a marathon. Yeah. Just walk for 10 minutes, right? It's all about consistency and it's all about progress. And Noel and I promise that you will see results because Noel has seen incredible results. I have received incredible results. And we only want to get deeper into Ironman and triathlon. No, thank you so much for stopping by the Life Coach Zach podcast today. This was really, really awesome. And uh, good luck in Kona. Hopefully thank after you. Kona, we can do another video and we can talk about your experience. And um, I really appreciate you taking the time. Thank you for having me on, Zach. Thank you. I'll see you soon. Bye.